Hello and welcome to Frankly Speaking. This podcast is dedicated to and in conversation with women in science from different STEM fields, demography, sexual orientation, ethnicity, gender identity, race and color. In addition to be a platform that provides women in science to talk about their experiences, their scientific exploration and their journey so far, this podcast is also set to inspire the next generation of women to come forward and embrace science and enrich this field with their extraordinary mind. So let's get started and hear all the Franklin speaking. Today's guest, Emmy Hausman, is doing her PhD from Cardiff University on cancer genetics. She liked genetics during her level A studies and further gained experience on bioinformatics. Well, I like biology, so I worked as a bioinf- bioinformatics like research assistant. That. So my job is just going to be to analyze all the DNA. And- during her dissertation, she found an alternative to a data analyzing software by accumulating and using programming languages different bioinformatics tools. Coding and Linux and stuff to try and analyze the patient DNA. And then I managed to do it and I was like, wow. <laughs> it was like... She has given a very positive insight on being woman in science, which she learned during her work time in China. Oh, because you're a girl, because you're like young, and because you're doing computer stuff, like you're gonna like go further than people because you're like because because people want diversity she talked about how she overcome some grades related pushdowns during her school years i haven't like stopped it stopped me so yes. i'm like oh. she shares about her experience on being a queer person in stem field and provided some very positive and courageous statements along the way. But then sometimes I think, well, science doesn't care about your sexuality, like, so why should anybody else? Also, I follow quite a lot of um, LGBTQ plus um, scientists on Twitter. Um, So it's quite nice seeing that there are other people out there. With determination of being the face of change, she wants to get to a top position in academia and wants to make positive changes. Then I work my way up and then, and then I'll be the one at the top you're saying. You have yes. to. Without any further ado, let's hear what Amy has to say. Um, I'd say ignore what everybody says because you can do it. And yeah, you've got to believe in yourself. So thank you so much for joining in today and you are doing your uh, PhD from Cardiff University uh, in Cancer Genetics and you have done your uh, BSc in Genetics also. So can you elaborate more on that, that how did you get interested on genetics and how did you find your way to PhD? So yeah, so um, when I was like 16 or 17 I did my A-levels which is like the like the course you take to get into uni here um, and I did biology, physics and PE so like exercise or something. Um, I wasn't great at physics, I knew I didn't want to do physics, I didn't want to do PE so I was like oh well I like 
well, I like biology. I wasn't great at it. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I don't know, genetics just kind of stood out as the course for me because it's like how one tiny thing can affect like the entire or development or yeah. or yeah everything um so yeah I went into sorry I think I forgot the email um yes yeah, so then I started my undergraduate um in genetics and then during my second year I knew that I wanted to do I didn't have any experience in like the research or anything really so I knew that I wanted to get more skills so um I applied for loads of different um like placement year opportunities so then I emailed one random group and they um, agreed to take me on for the year so I worked as a bioinf- bioinformatics like research assistant mm-hmm. um in a university in China for a year oh, wow. and then I, yeah and then I came back finished my degree and then applied for a bunch of PhDs and just got onto this one so yeah yeah so like you uh, started didn't started with genetics right okay yeah I always I always started with genetics okay so uh, what's your current uh, project on so my current project is my supervisor has um lots of DNA sequences from people with um polyposis syndromes that increase people's risk to having colorectal cancer so with yeah so there's a bunch of syndromes that if you've got a mutation in your DNA in a certain gene you're more likely to get colorectal cancer um so what we're trying to do is trying to find new genes because quite a lot of people with these syndromes don't have a like diagnosis of a gene that causes it so we're trying to find that so my job is just going to be to analyze all the dna and fingers crossed find something it's kind of a marker for colorectal cancer so all yeah your, yeah all your works are related to uh, you know bioinformatics or do you have any wet lab works also um at the moment i think we're just going to be doing bioinformatics so just trying to find mutations and then like maybe trying to use like in silico tools to find if these mutations are causing people to get colorectal cancer and then maybe once we find something then we could go into the lab and like maybe um use cell lines to like um see what the effect of it would be but i'm not sure yet okay. yeah very very interesting so your uh, dissertation was also something in the lines uh, in right right Yeah so my yeah my undergraduate dissertation um my supervisor works with worked with genetic skin disorders um so she kind of gave me the task of like she told me she was like well my master's student analyzes DNA but she uses this software that's really expensive um i don't want to pay, i don't want to pay you to use it so can you figure out how to do it on your own <laughs> so um yeah so i figured it, i used uh, like coding and linux and stuff to try and analyze the patient dna and then i managed to do it and i was like wow <laughs> <laughs> um so that's uh, so it kind of is related to what i'm doing now okay so did you like uh, develop the software or it was there it will modify something Uh, um, 
so you developed the software or you modified something um i didn't develop anything basically what i did was um i there's like lots of different like tools out there that work on computer on the computer so i um compiled them all into like one place okay. so i did it on the command line and then okay, okay. just so it wasn't yeah i tried to do it on r but um, i couldn't get some of them to work so i was like i'm gonna go for the easy option here and just do it on the that's great what you're doing it's really good so you are finding it interesting so yeah what? yeah at the moment um i don't have any i don't have access to the sequences yet um okay. so i'm just doing lots of reading about like what components we can add in to make like okay. to make it go smoothly so the one question i like uh, get very often is uh, how is your life like in your phd how is pandemic treating you like how much of a burden it is uh, compared mm-hmm. to if it was a normal world you would have go to your lab and do work so what is the main barriers that you are facing facing right now um because i've only really done projects in the pandemic so my undergrad project was last year oh. so that was still still oh during the pandemic yeah. so um i haven't found it too hard to adjust but i think that's because i wasn't really i haven't really known anything different um yeah i think if i was a wet lab person it would be very hard but yeah i think also not seeing people can be a bit hard like if you get stuck on something knowing who to email who to ask you can't just turn around and go oh if you used this before you can't really do uh-huh. that which is Right, right. It is a bit tricky so maybe like um the pandemic has like forced me to be more sociable and like ask for help when I need it. Yes. I think. That's right. So the next thing I wanted to ask is as this podcast is based on women in science. So in your journey until now do you have faced any kind of discrimination as a woman? Um Let me try and think. Um I don't think so. Sometimes uh when I went to China, um we had a visitor from um an Italian university come and say hi to us. And he was kind of telling me the opposite. He was like, "Oh, because you're a girl, because you're like young and because you're doing computer stuff, like you're going to like go further than people because you're like because because people want diversity and their team people want so i kind of had that but then i don't think so here i think maybe once you start going higher then that's probably when you'll see it because i know that i had an induction week last week and we were being told about all the different people in the department and as you got higher and higher it was all just men <laughs> it was all just white it was all just white men and it's like hmm why is there no women here um that's right so yeah so i was actually reading an article that also said that in phd there are like approximate 40 to 50% of the candidates are women but as you go mm. higher the assistant professor or professor the number comes down so that's yeah, I, actually definitely and it's kind of hard because it's like how 
how do you stop that? Like, yeah. then I guess it's just, well, we've got to be the ones to try and get to the top. Yeah. But then I, obviously there's barriers in the way of that. Yes. And you are doing one. You were, you do have an uh, Instagram channel, uh, Instagram uh, page. <laughs> so can you talk about, uh, talk that, about that a bit more? Yeah. So, um, it's actually really, it's a bit funny because I was, um, in my, I think it was first year of my undergrad, I made a different Instagram to the one I have now. Um, just because I wanted to, um, I don't know, kind of show people what I was doing and also track like my progress. Um, but then I, for I forgot the password to it. So I had to make a new one. <laughs> so now I've got my new one and I don't know, I think I use it mainly to show what I'm doing, but then yeah, because I was never particularly academic in school, so I kind of use it as a way to be like, look, I wasn't great, but I had passion and I put myself forward. So like, you can too, because it really annoyed me in school when only the clever kids would get chosen to go on like all these courses and all these days. And yeah, so I think I use my Instagram kind of just to show that um, it is possible because I've done it and I'm not. I got I got like a I got an E in my physics in A levels, which is not even it's a pass, but it's like the lowest pass you can get. Like it's not a good grade. Um, but I haven't let it stop it stopped me. So yes. like wow. So yeah, grade doesn't always decide like how far you are gonna go. It's your interest that goes in. So I, I believe that Definitely. and I yeah, I have been also through that kind same kind of mindset that all of my peer, peers, most of my peers were, you know, intellectually more driven than me. So when I get here first, so I was thinking that maybe it's not the right place for me, but I was quite interested in looking. So I think that interest can get you far that intellectually cannot. So thank you. So I think so, for, I think definitely. Yes, yes. So thank you for the uh, Instagram page also. I do follow it. And <laughs> it's an awesome. I will share the link in your corners <laughs> below. I, thank you. So, for it you have a pride flag with your, uh, so can you talk about your uh, sexuality on this podcast? Is it okay? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, so I'm a lesbian, but I'm a, um, a cis, so I'm she, she, her. Um, yeah, um, it took a while to figure it out, but eventually I did. <laughs> so the first thing that comes into my mind is obviously it's hard for women itself to find a place in you know same field so it's even harder for queer people to fly, uh, find a place so how to do coping up with all of these yeah i think um when i got to university um it was a bit more accepted because we had different societies and things like that and um yeah people i mean i have found quite a few other um like queer people in my class um which i was wasn't expecting because in school i didn't know anybody um so yeah it's not been it's not been too hard but then i guess that also is the thing of some because i'm quite a uh, feminine i don't really look stereotypically like gay as people would say yeah um so yeah, when I, I remember when I went to China, um, you are allowed you, you are allowed to be like gay over there, but it's you have to be a bit subtle about it. <laughs> um, 
yeah so um and then with like my studies when I was over there I, I don't know I just I when I didn't exactly come out to anybody over there so maybe there is still a thing about but then sometimes I think well science doesn't care about your sexuality like so why should anybody else it's an awesome mindset yeah exactly so it's never been a like a barrier for you until now and at least um I don't think I think I don't think so I think maybe it's been a mental barrier like it took a lot of time to figure out and but I think in relation to science I don't think it has but I think also I follow quite a lot of um LGBTQ plus um scientists on Twitter mm. um so it's quite nice seeing that there are other people out there um to have that kind of community even if you don't explicitly talk to them like yes yes you can just see them that they exist and you feel you know sometimes you well uh, like validation of yourself like i do believe i do belong yes that that's what yeah, i definitely yes so i think that's why it's kind of important to be like even though i'm not exactly out but even just having a pride flag in your yeah. thing shows that you're because I don't think we would have found each other properly if we had yes. the same <laughs> place. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's it. Right. So the next I wanted to ask is like nowadays I don't think that queer people are much out in STEM and that feels a like a what can I say a kind of constant when it comes to like uh, us in uh, uh, STEM field. So what do you think can change this perspective? This uh, change this scenario? Mm, that's a hard question. Um I think there needs to be more done from like um institutions or like universities to show that they are a safe space and they are accepting and that you come out it's not going to be a bad thing or you're not going to get a reaction. Because mm-hmm. I know that like I had my division had a diversity talk where they were telling us all the things that they do um but it also didn't feel like there was any out people in the department okay. so if i felt like if i'd have been if i'd stuck my hand up in that diversity meeting god oh by the way i'm a lesbian and i'm interested in this sort of thing i feel like i would have kind of maybe singled me out in a negative way but I'm not sure if that's that's really sad i think lots of people also face this that they will be singled out and left out if they say it out loud yeah mm. maybe more acceptance and representation is what we need definitely definitely yeah i think you need somebody at the top who's going to be like no we're not going to stand for anything else and everyone's going to like even with them um, putting pronouns in like your like team chat or something just like little things like that so then is with the last question i think that uh, what's your future plan what do you see yourself uh, in you know some 10 years or 12 years um i think i'd love to carry on with research i really love learning and like making a difference to like the field and like to people so i think i definitely want to continue to work in research and 
fingers crossed, like get a postdoc and then eventually be like a lecturer and then work my way up and then, and then I'll be the one at the top who's saying, you have to, yes. yeah, but that's the dream. <laughs> that's awesome. And I, I wish you all the best for that. You too. Thank you. And any advices you want to give to like, you know, our next generation or the, the people who are trying to get into the same field? Any advices? Um, I'd say ignore what everybody says because you can do it. And yeah, you've got to believe in yourself and network as much as possible. Send all the cold emails that you can um, because the worst thing that someone's going to say to you is no but the best is anything else so that's awesome thank you so much for <laughs> this time you have given me yeah. and thank you for inviting me thank you so much